0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Mirror Football World Cup Daily Podcast brought to you in association with Bet Bright. Uh, Second day of knockout games is out of the way with our two penalty shootouts and one shock exit as Spain exit the competition. I'm Aaron Flanagan to look back at those fixtures and look ahead to uh, today's fixtures. Uh, joining me to do so is Ibrahim Mustafa. You're back. How is, how's it
1: going? You're right. Yeah, not too bad. Hay fever's kicking my backside though. So, but thankfully, this is a podcast, and I no can see my eyes watering. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, thankfully, we're in Canary Wharf where there is not much grass at all. So,
1: uh, lots of pollution though.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, fair, 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 enough, fair point. <laughs> Alex Richards is here as well. Alex, how are you doing? I'm a lot better than Ibra by the sound of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's start with uh, the big story of the day, and that's Spain going out of the World Cup. Um, I mean, let's be honest, I didn't see it coming. Uh well, I knew Russia would be reasonable, the
1: put put up a performance, but Spain just were not at the races, were they? Well, if you remember, I may have predicted it on the previous podcast appearance I made just twenty four hours ago when I did suggest that Russia would be galvanised by the home support and maybe put in a performance that would, you know, perhaps put them in a position to beat Spain. And yeah, but I nobody, actually didn't nobody expect nobody to, listened though, to, to you.
2: Either. Nobody listened to you because you were hopped up on
1: Hey, fever medicine. To be honest, I didn't even believe it myself. Um, I was asked by Aaron if I could make a case for Russia, and I tried to, and it turned out to be correct. Russia somehow, despite probably having the ball for all of about three and a half minutes during that entire 120-minute game, somehow managed to get through.
0: Yeah, so I was sat next to you while we were watching it, Alex, and we. I say I kind of alluded to, and I said you mentioned it as well, uh, just how knackered Russia looked at certain points of the game. That they, they they looked off it but I mean they were resilient and solid
2: and they just got the job done. They just defended really really well. Can't knock a defensive game at all. I mean Spain had what what we're talking 70 plus percent possession made over a thousand passes in the game. If you're doing that you should be winning football matches no matter who you're coming up against but but I I can't remember Spain really having a shot that really tested Akin in the entire 120 minutes. I mean
1: see that's the thing it's it's yeah yeah Russia were fantastic and we often say this with teams that so sort of, you know uh, hate the terminology but park the bus sit back and just soak up pressure and just absorb it and stop the other team from playing but you know only Spain have been facing this for many many years surely they've got to find a way through sometimes I've got yeah. no
2: problem with teams that park the bus at all if if teams oh, no, are, if, if that's a way for teams to get a result and they're good at it then Fair play to them. You know?
1: I, I completely agree. The onus is on a team like Spain, which is what I'm saying, that Spain should... They know teams are going to do that against them, so why can't they just find a way to be able to... Well, you, sure usually, usually they down. do. You, you have to say, usually they do. They're like 20-odd games without losing.
0: Well, you, you say usually, obviously. Is this now a case of the man, decision to sack the manager the day before the start of the tournament backfiring? Is, is, is that what it is? Because, let's be honest, they struggled to break down Iran, they struggled to break down Morocco they obviously only got a draw against Portugal. Obviously, no, Portugal are not going to part the bus as much as the others, but they've struggled against all of these teams. Is is that down to the managerial decision? I
2: think they're they're too comfortable. I think think you can say that the managerial decision, it doesn't help, obviously, Um, but it's a lot of different factors. The key thing for me is there's absolutely no pace about that team. There's no pace in what they do. There's no actual pace in terms of players that can go past others. I think Jordi Alba's quite clearly the quickest player they've got, but he's your left back, so you, you can't be relying on him to get round the back every time and, and to get through a team that plays like Russia did today.
1: And you say um, that about pace, Rodrigo, when he came on, he actually did add a little bit of pace, but for all of how long was he on the pitch for? Not very long. So, And by that time, you know, no one else is keeping up with him and you know, he's just doing it by himself. I, th-
2: I think they were very typified by Isco today. I think he's, a, he's an absolutely fantastic player. He's brilliant, he's creative, but he played so many safe passes. He took so long on the ball, and there was a time in the first half when he, he picked up the ball and Diego Costa made a run into a channel, and you just thought, go on, put the ball ahead of him, let him open his legs and let him get onto it, and then back him up. Yeah. And Isco turned back and played a 30-yard backwards ball, keeps the ball, and Spain continue passing and ticky and ticky and tickying as they do, but... You just looked at Diego Costa's reaction, and he was fuming that the ball had not come. There was no urgency about them at all, and they just played into Russia's hands.
0: You know, it's interesting what you say about them playing safely, um, because for me, the, the the squad on paper, the names there are not players who play safe football. Anyway, they, these are team players who, you know, with their club teams, you know, play expansive football. They like to take people on. They like to move forward, which again brings me back to the manager, the decision to sack a manager and obviously bring them, you know, so much. I mean, the team are obviously going to want to play safe because th- there's no guidance, there's no structure. I, I, ju- I, ju- I mean, personally, I just think it's absolutely barmy that they'd make that decision then, regardless of, obviously, the manager going to Real Madrid. I mean, I, I can't imagine what he said to them in a press conference or in a, in a meeting or something to, to make them come to that decision. I just think it's absolutely baffling.
2: It is ba- it is baffling. It's a stupid decision by a president of an FA who's clearly got his own agenda and his own ego that he needed to feed at that moment. Um whether they would have gone out had Julian Lopetegui been in charge today you know we'll never know but it's just a
1: disappointing performance mm. from them and oh I mean the sacking but, hasn't helped them you know they've gone out today but you know we can't we can't all put it all down to the sacking but fundamentally it hasn't it didn't help no it's yeah. not it's
2: not helped but at the same time the manager doesn't walk across the white line those players have got to take responsibility and own it that they simply weren't good enough in, in the attacking phase today no
0: absolutely um can we just quickly as well focus on the good thing that has come from this result and that is that England now will not have to play Spain if they get, if you know if, if if they get that far. Um this result is actually incredible for England. Isn't it? I mean I, I, I don't know if Ray, any of you were following Twitter and stuff at the time but the amount of it's coming home tweets um I I honest. I'm genuinely starting to believe it even more so than I normally had done because Spain were the big team in the in, in the way it was
2: really. Not to play devil's advocate, but the big thing England struggle against also is teams that pack men behind the ball and don't leave space. You'd get more space against Spain.
1: Ultimately, I'm sure we're going to come onto it in the when we talk about the game that took place afterwards, the Croatia Denmark game. Um, but I think now all the teams on that side of the draw are starting to think the same thing. It's the biggest chance for any team on that side of the draw, no matter what we may sort of perceive them as sort of like a lesser team. A team like Switzerland will think, you know, what they're never going to have a better chance of winning the World Cup. They're going to be as motivated as anyone to try and go through. Their market themselves before that Croatia game would have been, and it was reflected in that game that both teams were kind of cajun. I think that's what's going to be the case on that side of the draw. Teams are going to know that it's their biggest chance, and they're not going to let up. They're not going to want to make mistakes, and they're not. It's going to go one of two
2: through. one of two ways. Teams are either going to roll their sleeves up and think, right, we go for this now. This is there for the taking. Let's go and win it. Or as you say, they're gonna fear is gonna take fear is yeah, gonna take hold, cautious, yeah. hold. They're gonna be over cautious. They're gonna not want to make mistakes, and we're gonna see some pretty dour games.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was quite interesting actually. Funny that you say that. Just before we came in, here, I saw a tweet or someone quote retweeted something from Sweden that there's been a big rally in crying Sweden. Even they believe that now they've got a phenomenal chance, which they do. They, they have the same chances. What's thinking?
2: Ibrahimovic is thinking right now?
1: Uh, uh, it's probably staring at himself in a mirror and po- polishing, polishing a gold statue of himself somewhere. Yeah,
2: he, he, yeah. Uh, he'll
0: genuinely be believing that, you know, it was his groundwork and framework that he put in place. Um,
2: the lion that nobody really wanted anymore. And um, what is the
1: Swedish for its coming home? Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 on tomorrow's podcast, we'll do for, for every team that remains. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to for your Japanese. Yeah, of yeah. it's coming home. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, I, 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 I did I, see a good
2: that. a good joke on Twitter actually. uh knock knock, who's there? Isco, Isco who? It's home. Oh no! Yeah, I didn't say it was a good joke. I just said it was a joke on Twitter. Barely. A I'm, pr- joke. I'm pretty sure you said good joke. Yeah, I might have. Didn't really get the reaction I thought.
0: No, no, I didn't. Moving on. Didn't. Yeah. Uh, Croatia. Anyway, uh, quickly because we, we we do have to preview tomorrow's games. Uh, look at Croatia. They weren't very good. Again, positive for England. As we they're, said, they're, fearful. They, yeah, they're, they're just not. They weren't at the races. This is any. This was not the team that played against Argentina early in the competition, or were we? kind of fooled by that performance because of the way argentina played or is this the true croatia i mean I, how, how do we look into it's
2: this it's a mixture because argentina were an absolute shambles in that game and croatia took full advantage of it but if you go back 2 years ago to the euros croatia were very good in the group stage then faced portugal in the last 16 when they were being talked up as potential dark horses again and we'd seen portugal stumble through the group with three draws and Croatia went into that game as favourites. Same thing happened. First half, Croatia were a better team, as they were against Denmark. And then gradually, no lead came. And so, the fear took hold. They started to play safe. And then eventually, Ricardo Charesma scored in the eighth, eighteenth minute. And Portugal went through, Croatia went home. Something similar could have happened in this game.
1: I mean, I don't want to... Sh- I don't know what it's going to sound like, and I don't want to show Croatia don't be disrespectful to them but it's almost as if as a sort of mid-level European side sort of like mid to upper level European side they almost sort of reverted to type today and sort of you know rather than everything we sort of built them up is for during the group stage I think they're just kind of just sort of middled out a bit today maybe they'll find they'll kick on again with the result having you know winning then a dramatic fashion possibly kick on again against Russia but you know
0: yeah, I, I say remember as well uh, Croatia finished below Iceland in their World Cup qualifying group uh, which obviously only didn't finish that long ago well, they placed all in that the... blame
2: on the manager said it was the manager's fault and that's why he was sacked before the playoffs where they absolutely destroyed Greece I think it, it, it's something within that that psyche of that team because for the last 10 years they've been a very good team at international level and they've had some outstanding players like Luka Modric like Ivan Rakitic who have raised the level so, somewhat And now you're looking at them and you're thinking they can match what happened at France 98 when they reach the semi-final. There's no reason now why they can't go to the final. They have the team to do it. It's just whether they believe they can.
0: I mean, they're not going to get past England, so I mean, (laughs) (laughs) he's just giving me a a, a death glare. (laughs) Um, No, as I I say, I'm trying not to get excited, but um, I, I, I can't help it. Anyway, uh, moving on, um, we're going to now look ahead to Monday's games, uh, another two knockout last 16 games. Uh, the first one of the day is Brazil against Mexico. Uh, Brazil, I think we saw the, well that's not the best, but we saw close closer to the best of Brazil in the game against Serbia. They had a bit more swag about them, they were playing better football, um, but as shown in the Costa Rica game and the fact they drew with Switzerland, um, they're still not quite fine-tuned
2: perfectly, is it? They're not They're not fine-tuned perfectly, but I'd suggest that they are very much the best
1: team there. I mean, I have to agree, yeah, I agree with Alex. I think, you know, there was that sort of last 15-20 minutes against Serbia where it was just, just keeping the ball for fun, knocking around, looking like they were enjoying it. It was, a, the cliche, it was a joy to watch, and it was, you know, it was really enjoyable to see sort of a team with that confidence, with that swag, there's that word again, and just you know, really enjoying their football. And um, yeah, it's not perfect at the moment for them. I mean, they did have some scares against Serbia, but 1-0 up. But I think ultimately they showed their class all the way through. But, you know, Mexico, not to be written off, I think they were terrible against Sweden. But if they play the same way as they did against Germany in the first game, considering that Brazil will be on the front foot and Mexico could hit them on the break, maybe, who knows?
0: Sorry, I just had a smile on my face when you said "swag" again because it brought uh, an image of Lee Sharp into my head. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you if you if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, um, you probably won't get that reference. Um, but yeah, Lee Sharp has has swag. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like we say about Mexico as well, um, very poor against Sweden, but they they almost could afford to be. They, they, they obviously got through because of South Korea getting that win um, against Germany right at the end, but you know, they've shown what they are capable of, and will Brazil-style maybe benefit Mexico? Is, is that, does that suit
2: Mexico, the fact that Brazil will come out and, and just attack? I think it suits them, but it, you have to remember that that Germany game, Germany did have chances. It wasn't like Mexico scored, and then they looked really good on the attack, and defensively they gave nothing away. Germany missed chances in that game. Brazil won't won't miss them. You know, Philip Coutinho is on an absolute tear at the moment. He's, for me the outstanding player in the competition right now Neymar's playing at 70% his manager insists he's going to get better and the way he was moving against Serbia suggests that that is indeed true and he will get better Um, God help the rest when he does because him and Coutinho together right now frightening and
1: that's it Brazil are scoring goals aren't they I mean, yeah. you know, they, and they're not conceding.
2: the The, the defence hmm. is rock side around Miranda and Thiago Silva. If they If they win the tournament, they'll be the oldest central defensive pairing ever to win the World Cup. But they're both really on top of their game at the moment. Casemiro in front of them. He's doing the exact same job he does at Real Madrid. Allison in goal. Has he Has he had to make a real high quality save at this competition so far? No, I don't think, I I don't one, think no. he has. Mm.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I say the odds with Bet Bright for that game uh, in 90 minutes: Brazil four to nine, the draw ten to three, and Mexico seven to one to qualify for the next round. Brazil five to one on, uh, and Mexico ten to three. The Bet Bright bundle bet: uh, Coutinho and Gabriel Jesus both to score in the game at four to one. Gabriel Jesus hasn't scored yet, has he in the tournament? I don't think. No, he oh, no. I know. He, he he's due one for someone who lives in the six-yard box. <laughs> he's due one. I don't think he does live in a six-yard box, does he? He
2: does. He does a hell of a lot of work. He, he likes getting there, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, he
1: likes. He, he likes little, finding his way into it. He, if you, his it. goals come from if there. If
0: you were to put a goal compilation of his Manchester City goals together, I think you're going to find a
2: lot of them are very similar. At the
0: edge you, of the you do the box.
2: same with Raheem Sterling, though, wouldn't you? All his goals in Manchester City come in that that region when he's getting onto things, one-touch finishes. Right, uh,
0: th- this is one of my things with Sterling with England. He doesn't get into those positions with England, and that's why I think it hasn't quite clicked for him with Manchester City, he goes the extra yard, gets in the box and makes himself a threat and he doesn't quite go far. He's, as a, he's for, a finisher
2: when he hasn't got to think about it. He's a, he's a one-touch it, it, finisher.
0: Exactly, which is why he suits kind of around the six-yard six-yard box area because the ball's just kind of pinged in and he can yeah. he, he can finish Yeah, Raheem, if you're listening, you're probably not. Um, get in the six-yard box. <laughs> um, just quickly, to say, well, Southgate,
1: if you're listening, tell Raheem to get into the six-yard box.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's more likely that he he's listening, but again, yeah. pr- pr- probably, probably not. not. Probably not. Probably um, not. Very quickly, I say we're, we're very short on time now before we have to end this podcast, but Belgium against Japan is the other round of 16 game that will take place on Monday. Uh, the bet bright odds, uh, Belgium 4-11, to the draw 15-4, to Japan 17-2. to um, Can we make a case for Japan? Um, they've been one of the surprises of the tournament so far.
2: Um, they, 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 no. No? No. No. I expect Belgium to comfortably beat them.
1: I think, I think you're looking at three or four. Yeah, I think Belgium are very much um, sort of putting behind that sort of, you know, that sort of crutch that's been ha- They sort of carry and the thing that's been hanging over their head of sort of underachieving and they've really gone for it this tournament. And, you know, I think Japan, are, I mean, maybe in the latter rounds, if they come up against, sort of, you know, France, Brazil at some stage, it's likely that, yeah, you know, maybe they might be outdone. But I think with t- against... Teams where they are the favourites, they're gonna just.
2: Japan, know, Japan are really lucky to be here. You know, they lost to yeah. Poland. They were really poor in their second game against Senegal. Fought back twice to get a two all. Senegal wa- were a better team. I, I, I wouldn't say they were really poor. Okay, not thing. really poor, but Senegal were the better team. But somehow they hung in there and got got yeah, points. I, I, the, first, the first game against Colombia, they played against ten men for eighty seven minutes and, and only, I was, just their game only just game. won. Only just won. I was really disappointed with them in that game. I, I,
0: I, t- I tell you what does bode well for Japan though, and which which I think got them the result against Senegal, uh, the draw. Simply, they work great. They they work really hard, and they've got the endeavour. And I think they've got a little bit of, I was going to say belief. It's not belief, but that the fact that there's no real weight of expectations on the shoulder, they can just go out there and just express themselves. And that's kind of what happened in the group, and they got results. Mm. And but
1: if they do that, you imagine that Belgium side will just pick them off. Yeah, that's what I'd say.
2: Okay. So. I mean, I'm, I'm not
0: saying I I, I think Japan... If, are, are Japan if
2: Japan try and play this at a high tempo and get in Belgian faces, Belgium will just pick them off.
0: Okay. I think Belgium will win, but only by one.
2: One goal. I'm calling it now. I think they'll be very comfortable winners. Mm-hmm. Two. I
1: reckon two-nil. Sorry, sorry, one So, so, we, so what? I,
0: I, I've got one, you've got two, you've got everything else. Three or four. <laughs> we'll reconvene tomorrow and we'll see what... Uh, And we'll we'll see how that one works out. Uh, But yeah, anyway, that will do us uh, today on the Mirror Football World Cup Daily Podcast, guys. Thank you very much for being here. And thank you very much at home for listening, or at home when you travels, however you're listening uh, to us. If you don't subscribe already, you can get us on iTunes, you can get us on Acast, you can get us on Spotify, you can pretty much get us wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, But until tomorrow, uh, enjoy the football, and we will see you then.